You're tuned in to the frequency of the crypto revolution. Your host, Daryl Bryan. Chat, chat, money. AKA BitChapo. Bringing you the latest in Bitcoins, altcoins, news events, price volatility, and the knowledge they don't want you to know. 100% facts, no printer, is the most lit podcast in all of cryptocurrency. Vibrations out of this world, and and, and it all begins right now. It's going down. Hello, everybody. Welcome to In Bitcoin We Trust. I'll be your host, Daryl Bryan aka BitChapo, you are tuned into the frequency of the crypto revolution. Today we have an amazing podcast, so please stick around till the end. Our lineup includes an interview with David Nixad, founder of Orthogonal, serial entrepreneur and investor. David, how are you doing? I'm doing fantastic today. Aloha, my friend. Thank you so much. David, to start off our questions... Explain to the people your background. What are you most proud of amongst many of your accomplishments? Um, you know, I'm probably most proud of in the last couple of years making a shift into what I would call the transparency movement. I think many of us that have been in the tech space for multi-decades or have been involved with, you know, companies that, you know, change habit loops or shift paradigms within cultures, you want to do things that are, you know, more than just about making money. And what we've realized, especially with, you know, Bitcoin, is I I look at Bitcoin very similar to cannabis. They are gateway products to allow us to move into a new frequency of energy. So, you know, I think what I'm most proud of it is, you know, making the shift and also deciding not to listen to everybody else and move down a movement of transparency with everything we do in the, let's say, business world, so to say. And that is amazing. I do believe that the world needs more people that are open and not only people, but practices. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, absolutely. We need to make a shift now uh, before it's too late. Absolutely. In terms of your personal philosophy, how does your company, Orthogonal, represent you? Orthogonal, you know, I always say this jokingly, I am orthogonal. Orthogonal is everything I ever, you know, did in my life. Orthogonal is number one, the definition of it for me is dumb luck. It's when two axes interconnect. And it just happens in a very serendipitous way. So here on Maui, our team, we really practice that every day. We understand that everything always works out. And if you put your best foot forward, you know, whatever the truth or whatever is supposed to be will happen. And I think what a lot of people don't understand is that uh, you know, 50% of it is co-creation, but 50% of it is surrendering and allowing the universe to do its own work. So part of that is living that life. So we really exemplify when we partner or we uh, do business with people or do strategic partnerships, they have to believe in the orthogonal model. 
I believe that is amazing, really and truly. I have a question here that specifically addresses what you just said. How are you working to integrate love and light into the investing world? I mean, love and life is a very big uh, statement, but I think it's a good segue to, there's a word called empathogens. Unfortunately, this word has been identified with uh, products such as, you know, hallucinogenic products. And it's unfortunate because empathogens comes from a word called empathy. And when you talk about love and life, we make sure that anything we're going to work on is going to practice that word of empathogens. It has empathy on people. So if we're working on a food product or we're working on a blockchain product, it has to exemplify that so you can feel that when you use our products or when you ingest our products. Wow, that is truly amazing. I've done quite a bit of reading on your websites, and I really love how you talk about blockchain and incorporating it. Can you explain to my listeners how blockchain is integrated in some of your products? Yeah, I mean, we're right now we're looking at blockchain in terms of uh, plant and life sciences. So when we look at that, we look at that in the sense of what we're putting in our bodies, what we're dealing with on a day-to-day life of what alters consciousness or what alters us as human beings. So on a base level, it's allowing people to see transparency in the products that they ingest and the products that they use on day-to-day life. The other part of it that is a, a very big deal to us is making sure that we know who the bad actors are. So one of the systems that we're putting in place right now are systems that you know, have taken us decades to put together because we have dealt with bad actors in the, let's say, startup community. So it allows people to say, okay, if I'm going to buy this product, who am I buying it from and what is their background and what type of frequency do they put out there? And I think a lot of people don't identify that. If you go and you go to a taco stand and you have somebody make you a taco and that person is having a bad day, you're going to feel that in the taco you're eating. And I believe that through blockchain and through transparency, we're able to exemplify that in the data that we give you. I do agree with this completely because everything is energy. Ultimately, that's what it comes down to. Bitcoin uses energy through mining to create coins and so many more examples. How do you feel Bitcoin has influenced the world in terms of decentralization? Well, you know, we've we've started moving away from this word decentralization because I, I think I think the word transparency is a much better uh, is a better way to describe it because when you hear the word transparency, it means you're not being lied to. But, you know, one thing that Bitcoin has done, and it's, as I always say, it's very similar to cannabis, is that it's allowed us to say, oh, wow, there's a product that is not Illuminati controlled. It's not controlled by the central banks. It's not controlled by governments. It's a way for people to actually uh, handle and work on something where they have control on it themselves. 
obviously right now Bitcoin and Ether and many cryptocurrencies have taken a dive because of the bad actors that are in the industry. So, you know, for us, Bitcoin is a gateway to many, many other things. Do I think that Bitcoin will be around? It will, but it also needs to monetize on itself. And I think the one thing that I can be thankful of is Bitcoin has allowed me to look at things in a different lens or in a different optic. David, I just came out with an episode about mainstream adoption and my own thoughts about it that whenever technology is invented, it has to go through refinement from people collaborating with each other to generalizing and helping the public receive a simple and easy to use product. How in your life have you seen the aspect of refinement from an initial idea to the end product? I mean, you know, I think refinement and discernment are very similar uh, relational database vocabulary usage. And I think, you know, every day when you wake up, you need to be a perpetual beginner. You need to wake up. The minute you think that you have it all solved, that's when you really don't have anything solved. So what we try to do every day is really say to ourselves, how do we make the world a better place? How do we work on our product? and be able to spread it further around the world. And everything is about scalability and adoption, but what we always say is, when you do good things, good things will happen. And I think you just, when you practice certain things and you continue to practice them on the day-to-day, discernment and refinement happens on its own because it becomes part of your daily life. Wow, that is, that's truly amazing. You taught me something there. Thank you for that. Of course. Mahalo, my friend. In terms of mainstream adoption, how far do you think we are, or how close are we for Bitcoin? Um, Again, I would say how close are we to blockchain and Bitcoin? It's here. I mean, uh, the writing is on the wall. Bitcoin now is valued, you know, cumulatively in the billions. So, Obviously, things, uh, you know, people have adopted to it. I think what needs to happen is people need to get out of this mindset where it's like mortgage-backed securities. It's not about trying to, like, option shares on Bitcoin so you can make a lot of money. It's about using the product and keeping it in your day-to-day life and allowing it to empower you on its own. So when a lot of people talk to me about Bitcoin ETFs or crypto ETFs. Do I believe those products should be monetized? Yes. But when people get involved and they start leveraging their homes to buy Bitcoin at $20,000 a coin, what that tells me is we've now done exactly what we do to humans on a daily basis. We've taken it upon ourselves to basically, uh, you know, again, take it to a point where it's like pump and dump. And we need to get Bitcoin back to a place where it's about what the core aspect is, which is transparency or decentralization. Now, when we have people trying to monetize it the way it is, you ruin what was what was the what was the best part about it. Yes, I do see common themes from the old systems into this new system. And I believe it's just human nature to bring about 
aspects of greed and certain negatives like that. How do you feel that we can change, not only for Bitcoin, but just as a whole? How do we change our behaviors to better humanity? Uh, you know, it's, it's tough to say that. We, we, at our new space that we're in, you know, even we get lazy sometimes because, you know, they don't, they don't allow, they don't have recycling pickup here. And what we always say to ourselves is, okay, what was there before there was a pickup of recycling? You had to do the recycling yourself and you had to take it and get it dropped off somewhere. So I think what ends up happening with humans is it's, I, I call it first attention, and that's why children are so good at it. They haven't been sort of uh, put into habit loops. And I think what people need to do is remove from having desires and, and try to have maybe, let's say, one or two desires to say, okay, this is what I'm going to accomplish, and this is what I'm going to change in my life. And I think on a base level, when you want people to change, you have to change how they think. You have to change how they operate. And that's, how, and that's what happens when we talk about empathogens or uh, giving people products that are going to change how they operate their day-to-day -day lives. So, you know, a very good example was yesterday I saw an article from the company Betterment, which uh, I was involved with from the very beginning. And you see that a company that many people told me was going to fail in terms of a company that gives cognitive biases, not on human advice, but by real data, has allowed banking to change. So I think when you remove the cognitive biases of people leveraging each other to just make money off of each other, you get a much different system. So what I'd like to see out of blockchain is the same thing. We're empowering people to make better decisions because they because when you make better decisions, it's like a butterfly effect. Other people, uh, you know, it 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 translates to many other people. David, thank you for that. One final question: You said prior that you saw a potential in a company that no one saw potential from. I feel that many pioneers and visionaries. They are able to see through the rough and find the diamond. What enables you to ignore circumstances or negative perceptions and find gold? Well, I mean, this is probably the easiest question you've asked me. My children. My children are my biggest teachers. I wake up today and it's the usual day dealing with lawyers, accountants, uh, people wanting something from us. Uh, not always people coming at it with their best foot forward. So when I get to spend time with my children, which is usually on the weekends, I see, I see children in the world as, you know, they haven't been biased in one way or another. So I always say the children of today are our biggest teachers, and we owe it to them, our children, our children, our children's children, to give them a better life. So those are my biggest teachers. Thank you for that amazing insight, David. And again, thank you for coming on the show. Anything you want to shout out? Just uh, my shout out is to all those people that have been there for me and have believed in me. And as crazy as it has been to start Orthogonal and to create a company to try to change the world, 
we have a long road ahead of us. As I told my partners this weekend, this is a 10 or 20 year journey, but we do believe that we can change the world and there's never any conditional statements. Orthogonal is here to stay and it is something that's going to be a, around for centuries beyond. Wow. This is an amazing podcast, guys. And this wraps it up. Thank you for tuning into the frequency of the crypto revolution. If you learned something new from this podcast, please share with a friend. Follow us on social media, Twitter at we underscore Bitcoin, Instagram at we underscore Bitcoin. We post show updates for upcoming episode, retweets of critical news, memes just for fun. Of course, all of our information, including links and music, are credited in the show notes slash description. Thank you for tuning in to this podcast, and we'll see you soon. Thank you for tuning in to the Crypto Revolution, the most lit podcast in all of cryptocurrency. 100% facts, no printer. Follow us on Twitter and stay in the loop. Peace, love, and light. See you soon.